You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 158, the truth about fixing a black mold problem on your own. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we're talking about mitigating a toxic mold concern on your own. So this is for all the do-it-yourselfers who think this also applies to mold mitigation. Yeah, yeah the, our, our uh, I was going to say clients, but a lot of people listening are clients too. But uh, our listeners have heard me say this all the time, but the weekend warriors love to think that ah, it's just a little little bit of mold, I can figure that out, or I can just cut out the sheetrock and, you know, because I YouTubed it, and that's all that guy said I had to do, or gal, so it's something that, um, you know, it's, if for the most part, I guess the comparison would be is, is I'm not a mechanic at all, but there's certain things I could YouTube and try to fix on our vehicles, but half the time I get into it and then I can't figure it out. So I end up having to take it to a mechanic anyway. So I guess my point is, is you might as well get the right person in there to begin with. Absolutely. And so um, what do you think about people who want to do, like they figure out that they have mold in their bathroom or they pull up a, they're redoing a floor and they find mold in the subflooring. Can people do that kind of mitigation on their own? Well, of course, I always say no, um, but per our certification standards, it anything below or less than 10 square feet. So you're talking a three by three area, which is nothing pretty much smaller than a window um, that they can do it on their own. The problem is, is like I said, even if that's all it ends up being, I never recommend it because of cross-contamination. But on top of that, and our listeners hear me say this all the time, mold is the gift that keeps on giving. And 
it is it I don't think it's ever happened on a mitigation job where we only have to mitigate what we thought we had to, meaning it always it's has spread further than what we anticipated. So it, it also has me thinking because there there have been many podcast episodes where you've talked about the mold mitigation process and how literally you have had to tell clients you leave with the clothes on your back and even those you throw away and then mold mitigation happens, but you don't, you do not want to cross contaminate. So how does somebody who's doing mitigation on their own while living in their home, how do they not contaminate things if they're trying to do all that? Well, they are. Okay. I mean, and I, I'm not questioning. I doubt somebody that, that has done it is listening to us. Um, but it's, it, to me, it's, not it's not realistic for a homeowner that doesn't have all the equipment and expertise that we have for them to be able to do even a three by three area of mold mitigation without cross contamination okay because like we said it could be in the ventilation system it could be their clothing could be numerous things and it's just for the most part you're going to cross contaminate the whole rest of your home by trying to do it on your own it's not, not a good idea. Well, and, and, you know, there, there are other pieces to it, right? So, um, you said it's the gift that keeps giving just because you see mold on your bathroom floor doesn't mean it didn't go underneath the tub up the wall. And so you're not only talking about mitigating that you're talking about taking a heavy tub out. You're talking yeah. about taking a wall of she rocked up. Like there's lots of things that people may not be physically up to the challenge of managing, but they think it's just little, a little bit of mold when actually right. it, there's a lot more to it once you get into it. Yeah. It's, I mean, you gave a perfect example. Um, it, nine times out of 10, we have to pull that shower tub shower enclosure out. And, uh, well, sometimes that enclosure won't even fit through the doorway. So then you got to cut a section of wall out to slide it into another room. Well, if you're living in a house, you're not going to just cut out a section of wall and slide your bathtub enclosure into your dining room. Correct. I mean, it just, and that's why we, you know, you pretty much sign all your rights away. If we're going to do mitigation while you're still occupying the home, it's that's why. And, on top of that, you know, is your containment put in the right spot? There's just too many, too many things that a do-it-yourselfer is probably going to overlook. And even if they did everything and they, you know, they listen, they've listened to every podcast of ours and they're like, hey, I, I'm pretty comfortable. I know what I'm doing. Uh, they're still going to be, my point is with this and, and do-it-yourselfers, there's going to be more work than they anticipated, period. Correct. I mean, I... I say it all the time to our clients, you know, that especially in a bathroom, the the room adjacent to that, whether it's a bedroom, family room, dining room, kitchen, if there's mold on the bathroom side of that wall, there's going to be mold on the other side, meaning we have to remove part of that wall, let's just say, in that bedroom. It's just, that's what it ends up being. And that's why you just, you don't do it on your own. And, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't as efficient as we are and it takes them a long time and probably the last thing your wife and kids want is a bathroom they can't use for months on end correct correct and um you know i think some people look at it like well 
we've got the bedroom on the first floor and we can mainly stay in the bedroom and the living room. And then the mold mitigation is on the other side of the first floor will be fine. But when mold spores are in the air, doesn't doing the mitigation process actually stir up well, yeah. mold? Yeah, because you're, well, you're running air scrubbers or air movers, negative air machines, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of times we're using an ozone machine. We're moving the air around. And, but when we're doing it, we're doing it inside of a containment. And, uh, you know, if you, especially if you have an HVAC system, and so you have vents, you know, in, in those rooms, you can get the, those mold spores down into the ductwork. You could do all the mitigation, and the next time you kick your furnace on, you just kicked mold spores all over the house. So, you know, which can obviously cause problems. It's not as bad as having a mold infestation, but still, it's just, as we've talked about before, homes are somewhat pressurized. So, you know, you you any little bit of, of air movement, if you don't have the proper containment, that contaminated air is going to be, if it was just a bathroom, is going to be down in the family room. Absolutely. So, so then if somebody's listening to this and they still feel pretty firm on, I've watched all the YouTube videos, I can't afford whatever mold mitigation is going to cost, I'm, we're going to do this ourselves. What should that listener do if they're, they start the process and they start the project and then all of a sudden, like we said with the bathroom, they realize, wow, it is like, not only is it in the bathroom in the basement, but it actually is behind the sheetrock along the entire basement wall. There's mold there. Yeah. I mean, you, like I said earlier, you kind of got yourself in a conundrum where you probably just exposed everybody to most likely black mold, toxic mold. But if, if our listeners were trying to do that, I mean, they need to just stop immediately and, and hire a professional. And, you know, the first thing, obviously, I always say to our clients is, and it's extreme, but it has to be because I don't want to be, you know, accused of downplaying an indoor air quality concern and our clients end up getting sick because I'm like, well, it's okay. It's not that bad. But I always tell them, you have to vacate the property immediately. And literally with the clothes on your back, and then you've got to, to get rid of those clothes and put new clothes or non-contaminated ones on. So it's a... I guess my point is you're going to end up having to vacate the property anyways. You might as well let the the pros do it to begin with. And when it comes to the money concerns, you know, there's other options to to see if insurance will cover it. There's, you know, instead of just saying, well, I can't afford it, you probably should talk to somebody that knows what they're doing that can say, hey, maybe we can get insurance to cover this or whatnot. So, you know, but... Nine times out of ten, you're going to start a project and you're going to end up having to call in a professional anyways. Absolutely. And so what what do you say? I know you get this question a lot, but a lot of people go, okay, I'm fine with hiring somebody, but who should I hire? You know, do you know somebody in Florida? Do you know somebody here? How do I choose the right mold mitigation company? What's your response to well, that? Well, like I've said before, I don't recommend people. That's just... That way our clients don't say, well, Steve's the one that told me to, to call this guy. But as, as I've said in other, in other podcasts, you know, you need to make sure you're hiring somebody that is actually certified to do that work. A general contractor, they build homes. They're, they're not specialized in indoor air quality. I'm not saying they don't know about it, but they typically aren't going to have all the equipment. Your, 
you know, your friend that's a, a contractor, yeah, he might say, yeah, I can do it for pretty cheap. Well, you need to make sure you get an actual mold contractor in there so that things are done right. So make sure, obviously, the most important thing is, is that they're certified and ask how much experience they have. We've talked about enough things throughout all of these podcasts that our listeners should be able to know the questions they should ask. Are you certified? How long have you been doing it? What type of equipment do you use? How long is it going to take? What's it going to cost? And if you if you call somebody and they they you you should be able to tell whether they're competent enough or not to to do your mitigation. Well, and and I will just add something in here. You know, there are certain franchises that do this type of work. I think it's an important question, and few people will think to ask this, but ask who is the franchise owner. What is their experience? Because I have heard of many franchises, whether it's gyms or McDonald's or mold professional franchises, where the franchise owner has no background in construction, no background in mold mitigation. Like this was just another business they decided to add to their portfolio. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be sure that not only the actual people who are going to do the mold mitigation have experience, but it, it helps to know if the person who actually owns that business exactly. as a franchise actually knows what they're doing and didn't just buy a, a franchise and a packet and, and go to some training and then right. opened up a franchise. Yeah. It's, you know, sadly enough, that's what a lot of people do. I mean, and I, you know, it, I guess they, they have to make a, a living too, but but you're right. I mean, do the guys, does the owner have any experience? What about the foreman or project manager, whatever you want to call them, superintendent? What about the technicians? Are they all certified in mold mitigation? And those are questions you need to ask because, you know, I could go out and buy some franchise gym and I have no, I have no clue about all that stuff. I could go buy some franchise salon or haircut in place that doesn't make me qualified Correct. to do it and i'm not saying that that you can't do that but but especially when it comes to mold mitigation you want to make sure that the people doing the work know what they're doing because at the end of the day i'm not saying they don't care about your health but you know they do your job and they move on to the next one exactly so they're they're i'm not saying their vested interest isn't in your health but you should be concerned about you and the people in your home, your health first, you know. Don't just expect because it's some franchise or some big company. Don't expect to just think that they really care. Correct. you got to do your homework on them. Exactly. What's your call to action for people? Well, we just talked about it as far as, well, so you're going to have to hire a mold mitigation contractor. Who do you hire? We kind of covered it. Just make sure you do your due diligence and make sure that you're getting the right contractor in there. And like I said, ask questions. So these podcasts are they're they're free for all of our listeners. And I, there's, we have episodes about mold contractors and it's, it's not that tough taking 20 minutes to listen to a podcast and then taking another 20 minutes to talk to the potential comp or company is it's, it's necessary. But I think we live in a day and age where everybody just wants to Google something and and take the easy road. Yep. Do more than read the Google reviews. Yeah. Do your homework, make phone calls, talk to people. And then obviously one of the things that you do is you do consultations with individuals across the world. So if you're looking at 
finding a mold mitigation contractor, but you want to better understand your home, the situation, you've got a lot of consultations yeah. that they can participate in. Yeah, more or less, you know, there's different packages, but, you know, for our clients, I can be there through every step, like making sure we get the right mold contractor in there because I can only be in one place at a time. So exactly. unless they want to pay me a lot of money. We probably go to the Keys this time of year. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you can learn more about the mold consultations at cnccontractorservices.com. We'll catch you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.